Very, very warm welcome to our early morning trade plan live session brought to you by the live trade room. Uh, now, this is our opportunity to be as prepared as we possibly can for today's trading opportunities. Uh, you may be more than familiar with the the erratic and, and very volatile markets which we've experienced over the last few trading days. It, it has made trading um, you know, really quite challenging uh, since probably Thursday lunchtime of last week. Um, so we've got a we've got a few things to consider uh, in today's markets and even over the course of the weekend um, there's been a few developments. So without further ado we want to try and be as prepared as we can for these opportunities and if any markets require you to be prepared it's really these ones uh, with markets gapping over weekends um, we, we've got a certain response to those types of market conditions. So without further ado, um, let's get straight into it then. We'll start with our risk warning. Just of course, for those of you uh, joining us live, uh, good morning uh, and welcome. Uh, and those of you joining us through our podcast as well, uh, good to have you with us. Um, but for those of you joining us live, you can see our risk warning currently up on the screen. Just be mindful of risks involved in trading financial markets. And I suppose the, the price action which we've seen over the last few days is really uh, sort of fine-tuned exactly why we want to um, manage our risk and, and, and put a put a line in the sand at which point if that trade fails you want to be out of that market and, and knowing how much of your capital you're committing to that particular trade uh, really really helps. Now Thursday and Friday of last week we got into a few trades uh, we trade much smaller size than normal so we do it's not a one size fits all to trading markets. You don't always trade the same size across all markets. That's not our approach. We want to predetermine exactly how much capital we're committing to a trade. And then we want to um, to work out what the relevant trade size is for each market using a technical stop loss. So these are all sort of very important technicalities um, that you can hopefully adopt over time. Okay, so what do all profitable traders need to consider when you get to your trading desk? You need to make some decisions what to, what to trade. Trade selections are a huge part of trading. Um, what you don't want to be doing is trading stagnant markets uh, while you know you're looking across and, and you're seeing other markets flying higher and lower. So really, trade selection is important. Uh, where to enter those markets? Where to enter? Where to exit? How do you go about managing risk prior to entry? That's what we were talking about just a moment ago. Um, how do you manage each trade? Uh, what decisions do you make to maybe perhaps mitigate risk on each trade um, and trend psychology as well? These markets do have a few fundamental issues now to address. So uh, let's get straight into it. And that's what our live trade rooms are really designed to do. Um, every day we talk about all of these uh, considerations uh, with, with, within our, our trading decision making. Uh, and we want to be as consistent as we can when we trade, disciplined with our capital uh, and be patient as well. So let's start with a review of potential market moving news. So very, very important aspect uh, to these markets, of course. Um, so today's Monday, the 28th of February. Uh, obviously tomorrow now, it says the last day of the trading month as well, which is another sort of aspect to, to just be mindful of. You can get a lot of trade rec reconciliation on the last day of the trading month. Uh, however, these markets are so volatile um, that might not be such a massive uh, concern, obviously, when you have a situation where global fundamental geopolitical developments are, are taking front and center, um, 
any developments in in that in that respect would be far more uh, far more important for these markets. Uh, in the early hours of tomorrow morning, we, we, we're going to hear again from the RBA. Um, they're certainly expecting to to stay on the the more accommodative side, and this is one of the really important aspects of what's coming out of Russia-Ukraine uh, conflict um, is potentially the impact that that conflict, okay, it's going to have a, a structural impact on supply, certainly in certain sectors, and that will that will sort of contribute to the um, to the situation that we're seeing with, um, with higher higher inflation. Um, and higher prices. So it's feeding into that narrative. However, we should be really keeping a close eye on, on whether that means for central banks to actually, um, you know, be a bit more accommodative for longer. So if a, a central bank increases interest rates, it's probably likely to increase the value of the currency. Um, and, uh, and we're probably likely to see a negative impact on on the indice markets. But the same is also true to the to the uh, to the other side. If these central banks do look to um, stay more uh, um, the word I'm looking for is and uh, accommodative. If these central banks stay more accommodative, i.e. keeping rates suppressed, then that can actually be really quite supportive for the stock market. So we'll be, we'll be looking very carefully at the Fed in the next couple of weeks uh, and where, what their approach to interest rates might may or may not be. Um, if we went back a few weeks ago, we were looking at five, six, seven, eight rate hikes and perhaps a 50 basis point increase. Um, in in March, um, and it's really the impact that it has on that because if we're reverting back to right, well, let's now we've got an excuse with Russia, Ukraine. We can, you know, we can just be a bit more careful. We can just sort of perhaps not be as hawkish as perhaps we were going to be a couple of weeks ago. If that's the case, then we'll see indice markets push higher in the U.S. Uh, and the dollar continue to strengthen. So we've got to be really mindful in terms of what all this means for central banks, because therein lies your uh, ability to sort of navigate these markets, um, I suppose, with a degree of, uh, of consistency in approach, I guess. So we'll hear from the RBA. So that's going to be quite interesting in the early hours of tomorrow, tomorrow, um, tomorrow morning. We have Aussie GDP numbers. Uh, just quickly flicking through the week, we've got um, OPEC and JMMC meetings on Wednesday. Even the dynamic has shifted quite significantly. Um, Biden asked um, OPEC to uh, to perhaps um, increase supply there a few weeks ago, and OPEC very clearly said, "No, no, um, we're, we're we're doing our thing." Uh, none of this has anything to do with us. The inflation story is not our problem, um, and we're very resolute. Now that that story is very likely to shift with the U.S. saying to to um, Saudi Arabia, "You're either on our side or you're on the Russian side," and that's a very very different dynamic. 
Um, so uh, let's see if we do get any uh, increasing of supply into this market to try and compensate for the deficit, basically, that we are seeing across the um, as a result to you know restrictions on on the Russian energy supply. So very complicated story. Um, and we, we, we are trading very, very unique trading conditions. You know, markets are not always this uh, choppy and turbulent. Um, so just bear that in mind, you know, be easy on yourself. But if you can turn down the, the risk profile and um, that all works really well. We're going to hear from Fed Chair Jerome Powell on Wednesday as well, um, testifying on the semi-annual monetary policy report before the House Financial Services Committee. So he will be grilled um, by politicians on the inflation story and the central bank response. So it is highlighted as a, a very important news event, and uh, we would certainly believe that to be the case. We're anticipating a rate hike from um, the, the BOC, Bank of Canada, 25 basis point up to 50. So a 25 basis point increase expected there. Um, we, we'll hear from Jerome Powell again on Thursday. And on Friday, we're finishing with a big one, which is U.S. Uh, employment numbers. These numbers have been all over the place uh, in the last year or so. So, um, so we're going to have to uh, look at that as the week unfolds, basically. Uh, Non-farm employment change numbers uh, and the unemployment rate. So, um, so that's just a little overview for the week, uh, a pretty challenging week. And none more so because of what's happened over the weekend. So let's uh, let's share that analysis with you guys. Good morning, everyone. Good to have you with us. So look what happened overnight. We're looking at a 15-minute price chart. So we, we, we extended just before the close. We, we were very close to these um, daily highs. If we look at it on the daily time frame, you can see what's, what's happened here. Um, so we, we, we closed up here and, uh, and we've opened up considerably lower. So that's with, um, and, and we haven't even got into SWIFT, you know, the fact that uh, the West have now sort of um, banned certain Russian banks. They've been quite selective about which banks, but they're excluding them from the, the global payment system uh, with SWIFT. So um, that's going to add a degree of complexity. Um, but look what's happened. We've we've gapped considerably lower. This is not a small gap to the to the downside. This is a pretty significant gap lower. But over the course of the trend, then certainly with a little bit more selling during Asia, we we kind of turned around, and it's looking quite bullish again. So we want to take this into account because when we get these gapped markets, what we're concerned about is is closing the gap. So the the fact that prices end up a lot lower is very significant to the downside. We are still above the monthly low, so we're going to take all this into consideration. Um, but we are mindful that we very well may be moving higher in the short term to try and close uh, this gap. It's a phenomenon that we see uh, time after time. Um, we're seeing similar situations uh, across the board. So the euro dollar gapped really significantly to the downside. So our, 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 I suppose our bias can be lower. What we're concerned about now is is closing the gap and seeing if we get a bit of short-term um, movement to the upside. But we're going to be looking to trade all of these moves now very, very shortly. Um, all these markets gapping lower in favor of the dollar and are now sort of 
attempting to strengthen slightly. So, um, so the dollar yen is going to be an interesting one. We're in kind of a wait and see mode as far as the dollar yen is concerned. Um, the dollar Swiss. You can see the erratic market condition now over the last two or three days. It's um, it's we've seen some very significant moves, but it's just gone a little bit tatty now. It's gone a bit erratic. So uh, trade selection are is very very important. Uh, the dollar has kind of pushed higher against the CAD and then subsequently reversed, and we do have a twenty five basis point price increase uh, from the BOC in the next couple of days as well. So that might put a bit more. Canadian dollar strength, um, so we might see these prices roll lower, uh, certainly over the short term. The Aussie is looking quite positive again, uh, a lot of erratic volatility, you know, we were peaking up at, um, let's just get the, the nature of this volatility um, through the Aussie dollar, the 72.84, we got a low of the, uh, the 70.90 level. So you're talking about uh, a 200 pip swing uh, pretty much in 24 hours uh, for the Aussie dollar. Um, and those markets, you know, we haven't just pushed higher and then rolled back lower. We've also reversed up and down many, many times within within that price action. And then on Friday, we kind of retraced a lot of Thursday's selling. So really, really choppy markets at the moment, guys. So, so our plan is based on reducing down our trade size. It's being mindful of these gaps in these markets. Um, again, this market gapped higher. Look, if we see all these gaps in these markets, you know, we would like to see this this gap sort of close out. Our, our prices certainly push up to seventy two twenty five, so there might be a short term opportunity to to buy the gap, um, and then potentially look for some selling opportunities. So again, we're kind of looking to be a little bit on the nimble side. Gap again in the New Zealand dollar. So this is really choppy price action for traders. If, if we were not advocates of holding um, trades over the weekend, um, we got closed out of a few of our trades uh, on Friday uh, because of the, the very excessive moves that we've been seeing. And we wanted to draw, draw a line in the sand uh, in those markets. So now we're getting a bit of uh, upward momentum uh, creeping back in. So... Um, so very significant dollar strength uh, over the course of the weekend. Um, that bid for the dollar uh, is very evident. And uh, now we're getting some dollar weakness. So we can have a plan for that. We can look to trade the gap and then we can look to look for the more um, directional trade, which is uh, to the downside. So some counterintuitive opportunities. The euro pound is probably worth staying away from for just for now because the quality of the opportunity is not great. Uh, euro yen gapped lower, very significantly lower, and is now we could be seeing a bit of a structural failure trade to the upside now pretty soon. Um, I'm just taking these highs here. So um, we've got this little sideways moving pattern. Uh, built in here as well as you can
Okay, um, just sorry about that there. So look, what we're looking at is, is these markets which have gapped lower uh, in favor of the safe haven, um, which is now beginning to retrace. So it really, really depends. We have to monitor this price action very, very carefully. We can look to trade the gap, and then once the gap closes, we can then reassess the opportunities. Um, look, this is the this is the incredible collapse, um, which again, like when you see a collapse from like this is U.S. oil uh, from a hundred, and it and it it comes back to eighty nine. That that's a that's a, that's nearly in an eleven dollar sort of ten and a half dollar move. Um, from when was it Thursday night, pretty much to, to just a very significant collapse. Now, there's no ju sort of justification for that level of co collapse, in, in our opinion, from the fundamental perspective. It's all of this sort of um, uh, when you hear of a disaster occurring, it's an opportunity to buy global markets. Now, that's all messed up, that's all back to front. But yet, that's what we're seeing. Um, so we want to take this into consideration. Uh, U.S. oil um, rolling over to the downside. Um, and again, we may be looking for opportunities to close this gap. Uh, again, I'm kind of repeating myself, but we've gapped considerably higher. And again, look at the incredible collapse from 1973 down to uh, 1875 or 76. So you're talking about um, like a hundred dollar move in a very very short period of time uh, as if you know Ukraine and Russia have shook hands and, and have apologized to global markets and we've gone back to normal that's what we would expect with a move like this but no that's not what we've seen we've still got the, the issues to deal with they've not gone away anywhere but just a lot of short selling and a lot of just very very aggressive market manipulation to, to 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 really shake everyone out of the market um and now we've gapped to the upside so and and look 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 at the difference in 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 the gold trade we've already closed well to a certain degree we've closed the gap um just in the last uh 45 minutes or so so that presents a slightly different uh potential opportunity here uh so looking at this gap you know we we, we want to try and trade the gap basically um and see if we close that gap um uh, the FTSE really really strong market on on Friday gapped considerably lower uh, on the open and is now looking mildly bullish but even that bullish response is slightly flawed um look at this one awful price action in the dax so when was this uh on thursday we saw some significant selling i think uh, we got to the downside got considerably lower 13804 was the level we were talking about we retraced pretty much off that level we then gapped um sorry we then opened up on friday and pushed higher and now we've gapped much, much lower again. So really difficult, challenging markets, guys. Um, we have to take steps to, to, to protect our capital during markets like this. Um, you know, trade with smaller size. 
maybe use larger stop losses perhaps than we would order ordinarily like to and bitcoin as well it's in this little sideways moving pattern again ultimately we're we'll probably be a little bit more bearish uh, on bitcoin but it's being held up really above that 32 33 level um, and again with the us indices we've gapped considerably lower so that that could imply our our, our direction our directional biases um, can be to the downside and in certainly this gap that's what that would signify um, one last thing before I let you go is just looking at these markets on slightly bigger time frames um, and today is the last day of the trading month as well so looking at on the daily we've got this strong momentum to the downside with some some erratic bullish price action over the course of the last week uh, of course sorry the last two or three days let's say and it doesn't look nice even on, on a on a weekly time frame um, looking a lot more bearish on the monthly so the question we've got to ask ourselves is is this move to the downside is it over for the S&P will we start seeing some prices opening up and depending on central bank price action um, and monetary policy will we start seeing a bit of a bid now for the for these markets it's a, it's a, it's a really tough position to take we've got as many traders that are very positive these markets very bullish um, and there's many many traders very very bearish as well we're probably in that bear camp uh, to be fair we're probably on that bearish side so today's trade plan um, Okay, so last week we were talking a lot about, you know, be selective and show urgency and profit taking if you get those opportunities. We didn't really get those opportunities, unfortunately, on Friday. Um, we just saw reversal after reversal um, in a direction in which we were looking to, to see if prices would actually, you know, kick on to the downside. Clearly, that wasn't for Friday's trading conditions. So we drew a line in the sand. We, we made sure our exposure was, was, was less. And um, so that's what we can expect now. So, um, so mixed market conditions. So this is our trade plan for the day. Unfortunately, we've got mixed market conditions due to market gaps over the weekend. Um, if you look at the vast majority of markets, they've all gapped uh, lower, depending on which markets you're looking at. Um, Right, we can still look to be selective and show urgency and profit taking. Um, now,
Yeah, this is a slightly unusual trade plan. We, we've not really um, discussed a trade plan like this before. Uh, well, not for a long, long time, if memory serves. But really, we're just focusing on close the gap type trades, maybe get into some trades over a few hours uh, and be really quite um, look to get into some profit taking and, uh, you know, mitigate risk at a very minimum, but, uh, you know, book in profit when you can. And then we're looking for the momentum trades. So if we look at momentum over the last few days uh, and weeks, you know, it's been firmly to the downside for the indices. Um, uh, and perhaps like dollar strength. Uh, Okay, I wonder if we can make this a bit clearer. Then looking for momentum trades. So really, it's looking for momentum trades in risk-off markets. Um, so we can look at um, yeah, indices to the downside. We can look at safe haven trades, for example, potentially gold, uh, the yen, uh, and the dollar. Um, so that's probably a better way to, to put it. Uh, we just got to be selective in these markets. Okay, what I'm going to do, guys, I'm just going to post that into the chat box. Um, so we'll wrap this up and yeah, we'll be over and up in the other trade room now in just a few seconds. So if there's any questions, guys, anything we've discussed, it is very, very messy out there at the moment. So, um, you know, maybe err on the side of caution, but we want to, um, there's still likely to be really good trading opportunities. So we want to see if we can capitalize on those as well. So look, thanks very much for joining us as always. Uh, we do trade these markets fully live and interactive every single day. So if you want to join us in our European trade room at 8 a.m., um, you can do that with me live every single day. And again, at 12.30. So we'll be putting a lot of this into practice. Um, and uh, you can join us now for just as little as $29 per calendar month. And we've got a wealth of education and trading tools, risk management software, and um, plus our live trade rooms every day. So hopefully it'll be a, a, a very good learning curve for you uh, when you have the time available, of course. And for more information, just go to our, our website, thelivetraderoom.com, and we'd be happy to answer any questions there. We've got a chat function, so you can speak to us, um, and I'm sure someone will get back to you as soon as we can. So on that note, thanks very much for joining us. Do take care, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.